This is Philip Lolly, former Auburn Tigers football assistant coach for the 2010 National Championship team, and you are listening to Sports Call. Welcome back to Sports Call, Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy, Tom Peavy, Cam Berry coming to you live this afternoon on this very warm afternoon. A little less friction in the air than in Fayetteville, Arkansas right now as they continue to be under a weather delay. In the second game of the SEC softball tournament, we now go to the Auburn Bank phone line and we hope someone is avoiding the inclement weather in the form of Britt Bowen, the voice of Auburn softball and Auburn women's basketball, joining us on the program today. Britt, the time is greatly appreciated. How are you? Good, sir. Hey, guys. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, man. This, this is one of the most exciting times of the year for Auburn softball. Absolutely. And, Britt, before we get into all the particulars of the tournament, let's kind of recap how this season has gone for this team, particularly the last few weeks where they've had some very vital uh, SEC series wins dating back to the LSU and Alabama series. What's been the difference for how this this team kind of turned around just kind of an okay start to SEC play and made it into something more as they went down the stretch? Well, I think Coach Dean said it best. Um, You look at what this team has done – um, since that Oklahoma trip, you know, because you, you got to think back before Oklahoma, Auburn beat a very good Georgia team six to five, and Auburn led Georgia, who finished second in the SEC, led them all the way through seven innings and allowed Georgia to tie it late and ended up losing by one in the tenth. And so for Auburn, you know, like if you put those two weekends back to back, it was very easy. It would have been very easy to hit the panic button, but credit to those kids in that locker room and that coaching staff for going back to the drawing board and just trying to keep it simple. That trip to Oklahoma really helped this team find their identity and realize what they need to work on. And credit to them. I mean, they came back and they they swept Missouri, um, took two of three from Ole Miss, went on the road, and, and Florida's just a tough place to play. And then you beat... LSU and Alabama, South Carolina, and Mississippi State. Auburn finished the season winning six SEC series. Just remarkable. And my biggest thing for the season going in is, hey, Auburn's got some tough series. For Auburn to get over the hump this year and and, and be in the conversation to host a regional, which they are now, Auburn's got to find a way to win a couple series that on paper – they're probably not supposed to win. For example, LSU and then Alabama, those two series were huge. And then you had to go on the road riding the high from Tuscaloosa, facing a South Carolina team who was picking up momentum at the time. So um, all in all, just proud of this team. They continue to find different ways to win offensively. Obviously, Matty Pence in the circle has been great. But this is not a one-dimensional team, and, and, and that's what's been so exciting is, is different kids, different people have been stepping up for him all throughout the season. And of course, we've got to ask you about Matty Penta because when you when you start talking Auburn softball, I mean that's the name that comes up first and foremost. Very well, could and should uh, win SEC Pitcher of the Year. She's won the Pitcher of the Week award a record four times in one season. No no player at Auburn had ever done that before. And, and, and despite being excellent before this year, I mean, we already knew Maddie was great. She's gotten even better. What, what are the things that, that 
Coach Dean sees out of her that that uh, makes it makes her so impressive, and, and what so impresses her uh, or impresses you about her? Well, what impresses me about her, I'll start with that. That's an easy one. Is it's just the the mental toughness that she shows in the circle um, because pitching is hard. She makes it look easy, but pitching is extremely difficult to do it at such a high level and in this conference, let alone against the top talent in the country. And game in and game out, she's in a a, a close ball game, and she continues to find a way to get it done. How she's gotten mentally tougher from her freshman season through her junior season has just been tremendous. And then for Coach Dean, that's been a big talking point for him. But also for him, he's given Maddie Pinta a ton of credit for her showing the initiative to him for wanting to learn how to pitch because she came in her freshman year. She started out great. And then as a lot of pitchers go through, they she went through some ups and downs in, in the SEC. She went through a learning curve, as, as most players do, right? Well, for Maddie, she, she took that to heart, and she took, a ne- she took the next step forward her sophomore year. She learned from that, and she took an even bigger step forward this year. Her number one thing with Coach Dean that he's been working with her on is developing a different pitch every single year, and she's she's gotten she's gotten all of her pitches better. She can throw any any one of them in any count in any location, and there just aren't a lot of pitchers that can do that. But the one pitch, look, it, it's fun. I love watching Maddie blow it by everybody at 70, 71 miles per hour. It, it, it it's fun for everybody when that happens. But what sets her apart from other people is number one, the ability to get ahead. And number two, she's got a change-up that she mixes in, and you never know it's coming. When you're facing 70 and then all of a sudden you get a change-up in the low 50s, high 40s, you can't adjust to it. And no hitter has been able to adjust to it this year. And I've said it a couple times on the broadcast for Maddie, I truly believe the only person that can beat Maddie Pinta is Maddie Pinta. And sure, some hitters put great swings on balls, but... You know, a lot, a lot of those balls that were left over the plate, for, for Maddie, if you ask her, they, it, it was a bad location. And, and again, credit to the swing, not taking anything away from those hitters, but that's something Maddie Pinta can't control. And that's something her and Coach Dean work through. They have a great relationship. And then also, too, <laughs> excuse me, I don't want to discredit Maddie's catchers and Aubrey Lizamy and Aspen Godwin and the work that those kids have done behind the plate, too, because I, I think they deserve some some credit for her success. So let's talk with this SEC softball tournament, Britt, and we got a bit of a surprise this morning with 11-seeded Ole Miss taking down LSU in a 10-inning affair. It's already put us well well behind schedule even before the, the weather delay today. So I have this hype, or kind of a hypothetical, but a, a question based off of, of if it was actually a good thing or not that Ole Miss won today. Because from one side of the equation, you can say Auburn's playing the team uh, that is not as formidable as LSU. But we know with Auburn's RPI at 21 right now, yep. they'd really like it to go up. And playing and beating LSU would have been the ultimate way to do that. So how do you kind of look at this conundrum of, yes, Auburn now has a better chance to win maybe tomorrow, but their RPI is really not going to benefit from it? Well, and it, here's the thing. I, I, I'm of the opinion, regardless of who Auburn plays tomorrow, 
whether it, whether it had been Ole Miss or LSU, I'm of the opinion you you got to go and beat the number two seed Georgia Bulldogs and get to the SEC tournament championship on Saturday. That those are the two things you got to do. I, I think to solidify your chance your chance to host and for Auburn tomorrow. Look in this league. I understand LSU had had a great RPI, and I, I don't know how much one more win tomorrow is going to hurt. And not to mention. Ole Miss's RPI, because they beat LSU, is going to improve because of that win today. So there, so you got to factor that in. But all in all, truthfully, guys, um, I'm here to make a run. This team is here to make a run. And, um, you know, if, if Auburn wins, the RPI will take care of itself. And um, in the way I look at it, tomorrow, hey, Auburn, Auburn knows what they have in Ole Miss. They know what they had in LSU, too, because they play both of these teams. And then, um, you know, depending if South Carolina can hold on and beat Texas A&M, if Auburn gets the winner of Texas, or excuse me, South Carolina and Georgia on uh, on Friday, well, guess what? Auburn's seen both of those two teams, too. So um, for Auburn, again, it, it's, it's, it's one day at a time, one game at a time. And, you know, it, it's, it's I used to get, with Coach Dean, jokingly, we used to get frustrated because, again, that, that's his mantra every day. But that's what that's what's led this team to succeed and for Auburn tomorrow they're focused on Ole Miss take care of them move on but they've got to win I think that Brian to to what you're hitting at I think they have got to make it to to the SEC tournament championship on on Saturday to to stop all that conversation I'm of the opinion the top three seed in the SEC deserves a chance to host Um, you go 15 and 9 in this league and you win six series, and you tell me you're not good enough to host a regional is just bonkers to me. But unfortunately, I'm not on the committee. But for Auburn tomorrow, I mean, it may it may sting a little up front if Auburn loses tomorrow. But I mean, regardless, Auburn's got to win too to to take care of business. Yeah, it has been interesting because as uh, as some of the guys and I were looking up earlier today, I mean, LSU, despite finishing sixth in the SEC, has the highest RPI coming into right. play of any SEC team. So, obviously, they played a robust non-conference schedule. Great. Uh, maybe had one or two extra tough teams in SEC play. But still, it's kind of interesting how all this has sh- shaked out. And, of course, for Auburn's perspective, they did beat LSU. They did beat Alabama. So, I know there's going to be some some posturing there. But, obviously, as you're alluding to, winning is the best uh, way to make a case for yourself. So, when they try to do that, as they try to get through these, uh, they'd have to win three, three ball games. What what is the pitching formula like? Obviously, softball different from baseball, where an arm can go multiple times in the same weekend. We've seen Matty Penta do that uh, on full display all SEC season long. So, so what is the right way to try and break up her innings with maybe some innings from either Shelby Lowe or Annabelle Weidra? That's a great question, Ryan. And, and uh, honestly, if if I had to 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 pick now and. Well, listen, I, I, I'm just guessing. I, I have not asked Coach Cena's pitching plans. Out of respect for him, we don't have that conversation until about an hour before every game um, because things change, as, as you all know, between you know the day before and, and day of, depending on how kids are feeling, how people are throwing, and, and all the different variables. I'm of the opinion, just my best guess, and I want to be clear, me making this guess is not telling what not telling Coach Dean what he should and shouldn't do. This Absolutely. Just, just my prediction. I, I I would like to think if Auburn makes a run in this tournament, we are going to see Matty Pinta some way, shape, or form all three days. 
And if Auburn's got a lead, even in a game where Annabelle and Shelby were to pitch, um, I could see Maddie, Maddie coming in. I think if, if for Annabelle or Shelby to start, I would maybe expect to see them um, maybe tomorrow and, and, not, and not Friday, Saturday. Um, but again, I don't know the answer to that. But if if I if I'm having to put all my chips into into one one category, I, I would expect to see Maddie in some form, maybe limited in one of the roles in one of the three games. But I would expect to see her some way, shape, or form in all three days to to make it. Because with Annabelle, she's giving you everything she's got, and for Shelby, she's done the same thing too. And the one thing about Annabelle and Shelby. I don't want to discredit those kids and what they contributed to this team this year because if you go back and look at the numbers and when they pitch, they have given Auburn legitimate chances to win um, in a lot of their outings in SEC play. The record doesn't indicate it, but we've been in every game. But they, they've given Auburn the chance, and, and credit to the other teams, Auburn's offense, for whatever reason, just hasn't been clicking that day. And so those are that's something that Auburn's got to get synced up here down the stretch here in the postseason and, go, and going into the regionals, but for for pitching, I, I, I wish I had I had the clear cut clear cut plan. But tomorrow, hopefully, an hour out around nine a.m. Central Time, we'll we'll get the word from Coach Dean, and and um, I'm I'm excited to see those kids go to work, whoever it may be. Because I, I'll say this: I am confident, whether it be Maddie, whether it be Annabelle, or whether it be Shelby. All three kids have the stuff to go out and get a win for us tomorrow. And absolutely, and that's why everyone needs to listen into the pregame show for that uh, pregame interview around uh, 9.45 tomorrow morning. Last question for you, uh, Britt. Uh, when we look at the matchup, I know Auburn was going to probably think it would be LSU, but it's going to be Ole Miss. So uh, what are the what's the key thing to watch out for for this game? And we'll go one out. We won't go all the way to the title game. But if it were to be Georgia, obviously that was the first uh, yeah. series of the year. So what what uh, p- challenges do Ole Miss and Georgia present Auburn if Auburn's able to, to get through a game here? Well, well, both teams obviously are extremely athletic. Um, Ole Miss, I, I won't dive in too much into the pitching yet because I'm in the process right now as we speak of, get, uh, of getting into my prep for both teams and, and, and their pitchers and trying to figure out who Ole Miss might go with tomorrow because I still don't know the answer to that. But for Ole Miss offensively, one thing they like to do, they're not a big power-hitting team. So for Ole Miss, they're, they are going to play the short game. They're, they're, they're going to move on the base pass. Um, that's something that Auburn's defense tomorrow against Ole Miss, you, you got to have a clean game defensively. The one thing that Coach Dean, if you haven't listened or followed this team this year, his big mantra for, for this team improving this year is the defense has got to get better. Because if you look in the postseason, the teams that make a run to Oklahoma City, maybe excluding o- Oklahoma because they're Oklahoma, but the teams that make a run to Oklahoma City are the top defensive teams in their conference. They just don't beat themselves. They don't make mistakes. And to win games, especially in a single elimination tournament, and I don't care what seed you're playing. I know all Ole Miss is not going to get a lot of credit tomorrow because they're the 11th seed. Ole Miss is very capable of winning. They proved that today. And um, if, if they put the pressure on you, they forced LSU into four errors today. That was the big reason Ole Miss won that ballgame. Auburn's got to play clean defense. And then for against Georgia, it's plain and simple. Georgia hits home runs. Auburn pitching has got to keep the ball in the ballpark. And, again, you gotta you got to have clean defense. 
but also too for for Auburn and, and Auburn's been stellar up and down the lineup one through nine. Everybody in the starting lineup, regardless of who it is, has come up with a big big clutch hit or two down the stretch in, in the month of April for Auburn, and that's big because you need that confidence this time of year. The offense has got to be in sync. We all know this time of year you got to score runs to win, and and for Auburn, main thing is is, is not press. I'm big on this team. When Auburn scores early in games, it sets the tone for the game. And um, and this team, they just play with that confidence. And if but but if they can play clean defense and help their pitchers out, they're going to have a chance to win uh, tomorrow. And if they get through tomorrow, they'll certainly have a chance to beat a very good Georgia team. I'm excited for this side of the bracket for Auburn because it, it truly, guys, for for Auburn to make a run, you avoid Tennessee, you avoid Arkansas, the host. Not to mention a very good pitcher in, in Montana Fouts on the bottom side of the bracket in a Florida team that you just don't know what you're going to get out of them. They're gritty and, um, and and nothing against this side of the bracket for Auburn, but having seen Ole Miss, South Carolina, Georgia, I really like Auburn's chances this weekend here in Fayetteville. He's Britt Bowen, the voice of Auburn softball and Auburn women's basketball. Britt, give us the broadcast details for tomorrow, and then with your partner, just want to make sure that your uh, your partner in crime is behaving over there in Fayetteville. Listen, he he's behaving. Would you believe that he's rolled over to take a nap? Oh right man, I, I'm here working, and you know I, I I'm wanting to put our two heads together to get ready. But no, he's had a long day. He's been working um, his full time job. But yeah, friends of the program, I know you all know, uh, <laughs> yes. know and love JJ Jackson, the former host of Sports Call. Um, JJ will be on the call with me tomorrow. We'll be on the air at nine forty five Central. AuburnTigers.com, um, the Auburn Athletics app. And then, of course, right here on Tiger 95.9 FM. And then um, just to set you up for Friday, because we certainly want to call the semifinals, we'll be back at it at 3 o'clock Central on Friday for the 2.45 airtime. And, uh, Ryan, again, want to give a shout-out to, to you, Brooks, Brant, Cam, everybody back at Tiger for what you do for our broadcast, because we aren't able to, to carry our broadcast on your stations without the work you all do. And, and we certainly appreciate you all having us on today to give us chance to talk about our team yeah absolutely yeah. man we uh we Let's, hope yeah, we hope to work not one not two but three games yes, throughout this weekend and uh brit the time is greatly appreciated go get them in fayetteville guys appreciate it love you guys war eagle